Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. I am honored to be here once again with you, sprinkling your life with insights and guidance and, and love. And today, I'm really excited about this topic. I've been talking about abundance. I've been teaching about abundance for years now. It's one of those things that I personally had to overcome. The whole lack and poverty consciousness is something that was really embedded in the programming of my mind. And it took me a long time to unwind from. And what I've done in the last five to six years is really work on helping people break those barriers and look at how abundance is programmed in their mind. Basically, we either have a prosperity consciousness or a poverty consciousness happening in our mind. And we're either tapping into our own prosperity consciousness or the collective prosperity consciousness, or we're tapping into poverty. And lack and limitation is one of those embedded, strongly across the board, learned programming in our minds. And today I want to talk about the two reasons why abundance is not flowing and what you can do now. When we look at abundance, we can look at certain people and, and it seems easy for them to attract money. It seems easy for them to have abundance flow in and out of their lives. It's, it's like an easy peasy, no work needed. They're just in that state of prosperity consciousness. It just happens. So why is it that some people can have an easy time with that and other people have such a struggle? That's what we're gonna look at today. So if you're here, you're either probably experiencing some form of a pinch in the flow of abundance, or maybe it's pinched off and, and blocked completely, or perhaps you have this kind of times where it's flowing and times where it's not, and then you're questioning, you know, questioning the flow and what you can do. So today I wanna to talk about how to improve that flow to look at those two reasons and identify which of those reasons that are applying to your life. It could be both, it could be one. And the first one is an obvious one and probably one that you would come to this episode expecting to hear. So there's some form of block to abundance. That's the, the easy one to understand. The second one I'll talk about later, but let's really dive into the idea of a block around abundance for you. So abundance is kind of, our, our nature, it's our essence. We're, we're naturally born abundant beings. Now abundance can be, can show up in different areas of our lives, not just financial, not just with money. I'm going to focus on money today because that really seems like one of the areas that people get the most stuck on is identifying where their money blocks are and why why the money blocks are in place and how to overcome those money blocks. It's not just about recognizing that they're there, but what can you do to actually overcome them? What can you do to clear them 
fully and, and heal the mind around it so that you can allow the abundance to come into your life with more of a grace and flow and at ease. When it comes to blocks in the mind, we've, we have talked a lot about the ego game of opposites. And I'm going to go into that again because it's, it's a really powerful tool out of the, you know, in the last 25 years or more of me doing this personal work and professional work and helping people heal their mind and align with their intuitive path and, and open their hearts and really lead with the heart. I have found that the ego game of opposites is the most powerful tool I found to unwind the mind. Now, I say it, it stops self-sabotage instantly, and it absolutely does. I've seen it over and over again in, in the last three or four months. I've been working with it for myself, but also for all of my clients and my members. And I've seen it work miracles. That, that tool is powerful. And what I'm also seeing is that a lot of times we need to play the ego game of opposites in clusters. So there's these rat's nests that come in that influence so there's more than one kind of ego game of opposites happening in the subconscious mind there's more than one ego definition we need to quarantine and delete and reprogram so what happens around money is i've noticed with everybody who's had any financial abundance blocks that it's often not just one piece it's not just one belief you have it's not just one ego dictionary definition we need to change in the mind it's a series of them so when i look at the blocks and help you identify blocks what we're looking for is your triggers your resistance what those are the pointers those are the fingers pointing at the virus that's hidden in the mind so i'm going to back up a little bit and give a little bit of context or foundation for the ego game of opposites because if you haven't heard any of my previous episodes if you're just joining me now you'll have no idea what i'm talking about and i just want to give you a little bit of a foundation and for those of you that have heard it before i want you to hear it with fresh new ears like you haven't heard this before i want you to pretend that you're the brand new beginner student in it and that you're listening for the first time because there may be something different that I say or there may be um, an additional piece that is that you're now ready to actually hear and integrate. So I want you to imagine your mind is a computer and in the computer of the mind we have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. In the conscious mind, those are the thoughts that we hear on a daily basis. It's like the software on the computer. Like if you opened a Word document or if you opened your Outlook Express on your computer, you could see what's happening in that software as you're working with it. You can hear what's happening in the conscious mind. That's generally the chatter or the self-talk that you hear on a day-to-day -day basis. That's only about 5% of what's really going on in the mind. So a lot of psychologists say we have about 60,000 thoughts per day. And of those thoughts, we're actually only hearing 5%, 5 to 10%, maybe. The more asleep we are, the more we're living life by default, the more we're unaware of the programming and the thoughts that are going on in the subconscious mind. We're more, the more it's hidden, the more we're unaware of those beliefs and limiting thoughts that we have going on in the subconscious mind. 
The subconscious mind is like the hardware of the computer. If you actually hit Control-Alt-Delete, you'll see all of the things that are running in the background and half the things you won't even know what they are, what they're related to, and why they're running. I don't know if you've ever tried that on your computer. I've done that several times and I'm like, I don't even know what that program is. It's the subconscious mind has stuff running constantly, like a tape running in the background. And sometimes those tapes can be supportive for us. And sometimes, quite often, those tapes are actually keeping us stuck. Those tapes are old tapes, old evidence, or old programming that is actually no longer serving us or that has never really served us. And with those tapes running in the background, they act as a filter. So you have a desire in your mind. Your desire is to make more money. Your desire is to have more abundance flow into your life. Your desire is to have a greater impact in your life or enjoy life more. Maybe, you're, maybe your desire is to have a home. Maybe your desire is to get a new car. Maybe your desire is to, be, to start a foundation and to, to con contribute to charity in some way or to support humanitarian work. Whatever it is that your desire is that's related to money, that's in the conscious mind. When you have a desire in the conscious mind that's in alignment with the programming in the subconscious mind, it will come to fruition. It'll, it, it'll happen. You can, you can align with that and it'll happen. When you have a desire in the conscious mind, that is not in alignment with the belief you have. So let's say your desire is to make more money, but you have a belief that you don't deserve abundance in the subconscious mind. Now this is a hidden belief, like a virus in the, in the back of the mind of the computer. It's a virus running in the background and you don't know it's there. If you have a belief that you don't deserve abundance, that belief in the subconscious mind will act as a filter and it will override your desire. The message then you send out to the universe is, I do not deserve abundance. I want abundance on some level, but I do not deserve it. And the do not deserve, that deep rooted or deep seated belief in the subconscious mind will override your desire. So you will basically create and manifest what you believe. Now, I'm gonna to go to life by divine later, but that is life by design. We're talking about life by design. And the more we can unwind the mind and clear the mind and heal all of those blocks, all of those beliefs that are limiting us, most of them are not true. 85% of the thoughts we have in our mind are not true. They're programmed, they're old, they're somebody else's belief that we took on at some point. Doesn't make them true, just because we have a thought doesn't make it true. A lot of what's happening in the mind is not true. So how do we change the subconscious mind? We start to use the ego game of opposites, that's one piece. We start to recognize what our subconscious beliefs are. We start to recognize when we have a desire and we sabotage, if we're sabotaging ourselves. There's, it's probably because the subconscious mind is not in alignment with what you desire. There's a belief there that's contradicting your desire. When it comes to the ego game of opposites, that's a whole 
specific virus that's running in the background of the subconscious mind and so well hidden that we wouldn't even think to look there. The ego game of opposites is about identifying what is the ego's dictionary definition of terms hidden in the subconscious mind. So if we take a look at money, for example, or abundance, the ego's definition of money might be money is evil, money is the root of all evil, money doesn't grow on trees. Those kinds of beliefs that we were taught growing up can be part of it, but it can also be money, it means you're selfish, self-centered, it can be totally crazy definition in the mind. So what happens is we have these worldly definitions in the dictionary. So when you think of worthiness or abundance or prosperity, there's these dictionary definitions in the world, what we think we know based on the world's dictionary. And then there's what we believe or what's programmed in our mind. So the ego game of opposites is designed to shine light on what you really believe deep down inside your mind. And most people that are having issues or blocks around abundance or money have crazy ego dictionary definitions around money. I've talked about my first, very first realization when I first came across the ego game of opposites and recognized it in myself. I was working around unworthiness and I'm like, what do I really believe about unworthiness? And I started writing it out. It was humble, kind, compassionate generous to others. And I'm like, unworthiness means humble, kind, generous, compassionate to others. I'm like, that didn't make sense. But that was what was programmed in my mind. That's what the ego embedded in my mind to keep me running on a hamster wheel of not feeling worthy. Because of course, I would align with unworthiness if it meant all of those things. And in my subconscious mind, it meant all of those things. So that's what I aligned with. When I looked at worthiness, in the ego's dictionary definition, my subconscious mind, the words that came in were self-centered, selfish, egotistical, all, all things that I was avoiding that I, that I wouldn't want to align with. So my desire was to be worthy, to believe I was worthy, but my subconscious mind had a crazy dictionary definition that the ego embedded there, like a virus, that was overriding it. Because I didn't want to align with worthiness if it meant I needed to be self-centered, selfish, and all of those other things. It was a big long list. So that's where we really get stuck. We can be aware that, okay, let's say we have a deep-seated belief. We're not enough. We're not good enough. We're not worthy. We don't deserve. Those are really common ones when it comes to abundance, not flowing. We have those beliefs and then we're trying to change those beliefs. So every time we tell ourselves, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy. If the subconscious mind has a dictionary definition that worthiness means you are self-centered, selfish, all, all of the things you're avoiding, then you're, you're not going to align with it. So you see how it just would keep you stuck running on a hamster wheel. And it's very confusing completely confusing because it makes no sense at all. So how do we start to discover the blocks in our mind and how do we unwind from them? The first thing we need to do is identify them. 
become aware of them because awareness is the first key. Make sure you accept them. Just make peace with them. Don't get annoyed. Don't get, don't judge yourself. Don't judge the, the belief. Don't judge whoever embedded it or, or taught you that. It's, it's okay. If you learned it from your parents, it's okay. It doesn't really matter. The fact is that you're aware of it and you can do something about it. If you're aware of something, change has already begun. As soon as you become aware, drop into acceptance. It is what it is. It has been what it has been. And here I am now. What can I do now? Acceptance is essential. A lot of people skip this step. And if we don't come into this place of acceptance around it, then we often go into judgment. The ego has a point of weakness and it'll take us into judgment. So accept. It is what it is. Then we look at starting to change the mind and starting to change the thoughts. So you can change the thoughts that you're aware of. And then the question is, how do we change the thoughts that are programmed in the subconscious mind that are playing in the background like a subliminal tape? So let's say you want to change the belief that you are worthy. You are worthy of abundance. I am worthy of abundance. And you keep saying that to yourself. But in the subconscious mind, what it's saying is you are not worthy. You are not worthy. You are not worthy. Or you are worthless. It can be actually even really even more mean than just you are not worthy. And generally, the subconscious mind is actually quite mean. Things that we say to ourselves and that things that are programmed in our subconscious mind are usually not even things that we would say to other people. That's how cruel it can be. But yet we're saying it to ourselves over and over again in the subconscious programming. So what we need to do is start to shift that subconscious programming. And one way to do that, a really effective way to do that, is the ego game of opposites. So if you haven't done the ego game of opposites masterclass, I have it recorded. It's, it's available on my website. You can go to ego game of opposite. Um, you can go to heartledliving.com forward slash ego masterclass, ego dash masterclass, and you can sign up. There's an option there to sign up for free. You can listen to it for 48 hours. No, no strings attached. Or you can purchase it if you want to download it and have the, the version that you can listen to. It's really helpful to be able to walk yourself to, for me to walk you through it to help you understand it so that you can then start to practice it and use it on a daily basis. And those, those that have kind of taken the ego game of opposites and are using it on a daily basis or even a weekly basis are actually really seeing a lot of miracles and a lot of shifts and overcoming a lot of old stuck patterns, like patterns that they've had for 10, 12 years or longer, lifelong patterns in some cases are shifting and instantly dissolving with using the ego game of opposites. So it's a very effective tool. That's one way you can do it. And the other piece is really being aware of when are you feeling resistance? Where are you feeling uncomfortable around money? How does that show up for you? And looking in those windows of, of triggers or feelings of upset or discontent or uneasiness, that's all resistance in, in, in different forms. But what we're looking for is the triggers and resistance so that it can point us back to what do I really believe? What do I really believe? I remember when I first opened my mind body studio, I was specializing in fertility yoga and supporting women conceiving children. And every time I would share about a yoga therapy session or a healing session or a class, I was really clear, really passionate. It was speaking from my heart. 
And the moment it came to cost, how much that it cost for me to say how much it was, I felt a, a contraction inside of me. And I still said it, I still went through with, with the conversation, but I felt a contraction. And it was in that contraction that I started to really discern that I didn't feel like I deserved to earn money for the work I was doing. And even though it had great impact, and of course I would value it for everybody else, I would have no problem if when I was struggling with fertility to pay someone else to support me through that, I had no issues investing in other people. I didn't feel worthy of others investing in and paying for me. And part of me felt like I should be offering it for free. And of course that's not sustainable. I can't live and pay rent and, and pay for my studio and pay all those things if I'm not making money. And even bringing in the money into the studio, a lot of times I was actually just breaking even. I wasn't actually paying myself. I hadn't paid myself a paycheck in, in six years, seven years that I had my studio. I didn't pay myself at all. And, and that I recognized as not seeing my own value and not honoring myself and not feeling deserving or worthy. So I worked a lot on that stuff. I worked a lot on that stuff. And I didn't actually really have the breakthrough in, around unworthiness until I started playing the ego game of opposites. And then it's, it's just shifted and it's cleared. It's gone. So awareness is the first key. Follow your triggers. Follow your uneasiness. Notice those times where you're working with somebody or you're talking and all of a sudden you have a conversation about money and you feel uneasy. The other piece to look at is if you can share about money and have no trigger and no change in your energy, then, then it's clear. But if you have a shift or change in your energy, pay attention to that. That's a signal. That's a pointer to look inward to see what's bump. It's bumping up against something that you believe on a deep level. It's bumping up against some kind of leftover. When we look at money, I want you to identify it. it you're going to feel different when you're, let's say, if, if you were referring someone to a book or another person's service and you didn't get the investment or you had no gain from that, like you weren't making any money from that. And that felt really clear. You could openly share and, and, recommend other people's books or services without with ease. That's one piece. But then let's say you have your own book and you feel uneasy sharing your book. That's because money is suddenly coming to you. So usually that's an indication that you have a block to receiving abundance. So a lot of times we can have this flow of abundance going out, but a, a lack of an opening to abundance coming in or it coming in and then through and out. So I know for my studio, I had the money coming in and the money going out and it was reinvested into my studio and to support my clients. And I just, it, it, that was the flow, but it never came home to me. I never let it come home to me. And that's where it needed to shift. That's where I need to look at my receiving, my ability to receive, to be open to receive. When we look at the, let me, let me pause for a minute because there's a few things that there's a few directions I'm feeling to go and I really want to offer you the most I can in this time we have together. When we look at abundance 
for you in the way of receiving. Generally, it's connected to your self-worth, undeserving, not valuing yourself, or not seeing the value in what you're offering. When we look at those things, we can use the ego game of opposites to unwind from those things. And we can also use different tools to become aware and unwind from those things. A lot of times they're really hidden. And the more we can shine light on them, the more we can see how it's playing out, then the more you can actually reveal it, bring it into the light for healing. When it comes to money, I just want to take a little tangent here on the side here. The, the programming we have around money is so crazy. It is full of the collective kind of programming, fear around money. We can have our generational stuff around money. We can have past life leftover stuff around money. And a lot of times when we're not in alignment with that, it shows up as sabotage. Now, last week I talked about the seven hidden blind spots with self-sabotage and how to overcome those. So if you want to go back to last week's episode, I would encourage you to do that. They're not the common ones that you would hear about. They're quite unique because my, my unique spin on it is, is there. And in my experience, I wanted to give you kind of the a fresh perspective and a deeper, more hidden perspective around why we self-sabotage. A lot of times with money, one of the blocks is loyalty. And I talked about self-sabotage and loyalty, and that is one of those things that we see with money a lot. Our loyalty to family, our loyalty to generations before us, our loyalty to culture, whatever culture we belong to, we, we have this inherited loyalty. When it comes to money, a lot of people don't want to make more than their parents or they don't want to make more than their spouse or they don't want to outshine other people. They don't want to leave other people behind. There's a lot of reasons that we can have blocks to, to money. So that's the number one reason. There's a block somewhere in the subconscious mind, one way or another, that is stopping you from allowing the flow of abundance at the level that you desire. So that's the first reason. I, mean, I know I talked about two reasons. I'm going to talk about the second reason after the break. But I want you to understand that the first reason, there's a lot of different ways to remove blocks. And my best advice for you, I would encourage you to follow your heart, to trust your intuition. If you're meant to work with somebody, follow that direction. If you're meant to work with me, follow that nudge. If you're meant to join in community, if you're meant to read a book, if you're meant to listen to a podcast, let your heart lead you. Let your intuition give you the nudges and follow those nudges because that's where you're going to be able to override the ego's programming and the ego's self-sabotaging barriers and obstacles. And it's in that place when we come from that deep place of knowing, being guided by the heart, that we're able to actually bypass some of the, the mental programming and 
receive the healing and the insights and the guidance that we need in order to unwind from, from this rat's nest around money. So the one thing that I do have coming up that I'll invite you to consider is the Ego Game of Opposites Money Edition. I'm going to be doing a masterclass on June 8th, a live masterclass, and then there's a four-week abundance breakthrough experience with modules each week that will walk you through systematically helping you unwind your mind, clear your money blocks, and stop self-sabotage instantly, especially when it comes to financial abundance. So we're actually looking specifically at money and finances and success around the ego game of opposites. So the, the money addition is specific to abundance and supporting you to have your abundance breakthrough. So that's coming up. If you're interested, you can go to my website, heartledliving.com forward slash abundance, and you'll find the abundance breakthrough experience page and you can join. Now, a few weeks ago, I, before we go to break, I know I mentioned we're going to go to break. A few weeks ago, I shared an episode on authentic marketing and how to sell when you have upsell fatigue or how to share when you have upsell fatigue. And what came in for the Ego Game of Opposites Money Edition, my coach kept saying that I needed to charge a certain amount and that it was worth and value, the value of it, the program and what I was offering was this amount. And I understood it and I, I could align with that and I, and I saw the value. Actually, I see that, that it's actually priceless. However, there was a, a real clear knowing in my heart that I didn't want to price it at that point because it felt like it was out of reach. It felt like that would, that price point would be an obstacle for people to say yes, to follow their heart yes around it. And for me, I'm all about following the heart yes. I don't want people just to sign up for the sake of signing up. I don't want them to sign up out of desperation. I don't want them to, to sign up for things out of fear. I want them to really tune in and feel the heart yes and knowing that they're meant to say yes to something and then invest from there. And at the same time, I recognize that the ego is really good at creating distractions and creating all of these obstacles in the mind, especially around money. So because of my own experience, I know it. I, I grew up with, with that lack and poverty mentality and consciousness. I understand that very well. And I know that for me, even times where I didn't have money, but I knew in my heart I was meant to, I took the leap. And I, and I took the leap with blind faith. So what I created was a guiding scale, not a sliding scale, but a guiding scale, which is basically you pay what brings you peace of mind. And I did set a minimum because that felt like that was honoring me and the value that I was offering. But it's a way that you can come in or anybody can come in and receive this knowledge, this information, this healing, this breakthrough around abundance and not feel like it's breaking the bank or not feel like you're stretching yourself too far financially or not feel like it's a big obstacle and you can't possibly say yes to it, even though you know in your heart you're meant to, to say yes to it. So that's why I was feeling really clear about using the guiding scale. So this is where it's about following the heart and trusting your intuition to guide you. And this is one of those ways where it guided me in my business. Something felt off about charging a certain amount for a money type program to help people clear their money blocks. I, there was an obstacle right away because they, they are standing there looking at it, wanting it, yearning for it. 
you have a desire for it, but then there's an obstacle in the mind right away saying, I can't afford this, or I shouldn't do this. I should be more responsible with money, whatever it is that's going on in the tape in the back of the mind, in the conscious mind, let alone the subconscious mind. There's all the other stuff going on there too. So I didn't want it to feel like an obstacle. And the guiding scale came in really clearly for me. And that felt so authentic and so much in integrity. And actually it felt really, it, it was a way that I could honor other people and where they're at and at the same time honor me. Because when it comes to money, it's really easy if you have money blocks to be generous. It's very easy to be over generous. It's very easy to give and give and give and give until there's nothing more left for you. And to receive is really an art. And to receive is really, it takes practice. It takes, it's a lesson that we need to learn for, for those of you that are over deliverers or over generous or over giving. I, I know how challenging it is to receive. And this is an opportunity for you to learn how to receive. Abundance is about opening your heart and letting this natural flow of energy that is your birthright come into your life and expand in the way it's meant to. Which brings me to the second reason that money may not be flowing or that abundance may not be flowing. I'm going to do that. I'm going to share that right after the break and we'll be right back. The Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue Denae is a unique unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine and I'm your host, Sue Dumay. We've been talking today about the two reasons why, there's only two, two reasons why abundance may not be flowing in your life and what you can do now about it. When it comes to abundance, I spoke before the break about the blocks to abundance. So I went into great detail around that and some of the tools that you can use and some of the things you can do around creating some awareness around those blocks and how you can identify them in the moment when you feel the shift in energy or you feel that kind of odd shift within you around money. Now I wanna talk about the second reason. This will either bring you peace of mind or it will trigger you. So I'm just giving you a little hearts up around it. The second reason that money is not flowing, may not be flowing currently for you is that it's not meant to be on your path at this time. Now, sounds simple for me to say, but there's a lot to it. There's a lot of working parts in that. And this is where we really shift into life by divine and trusting that if it's on your path, it's pur purposeful. If it's not on your path at this time, it's purposeful. And when we look at 
the flow of abundance, allowing abundance, when we don't have a block, let's say we don't have a block, we have no problems receiving, we've opened up all those channels and we're open to receive abundance and it's not flowing. It may be because it's not meant to be on your path at this time. Or it may be because it's not meant to be on your path at the level that you think it should be. Let me say that again. It may not be on your path the way you want it to at this time, or it may not be on your path the way you think or at the level you think it should be. So let's take a look at different people in, in the world. So when I, when I think of abundance and money, a lot of times Mother Teresa comes into my awareness and I use her as an example a lot because her work was really around humanitarian work and being on the ground, holding hands, reaching out to people and supporting them right there, feet on the ground. And in her work for the years that she was doing it, she was supported, she was sustained, she had her needs met, her basic needs were met. So she wasn't living in poverty, her basic needs were met, but she wasn't living abundantly. She wasn't living this extraordinary life with extraordinary wealth. But she had a real, beautiful, abundant energy of love and compassion. She was living an abundant level of compassion. And she was the first person to say, if someone asked her, what do you need? How can I help you? How can I support your cause or your mission? And she's like, I need money. She had no problem asking for money. She had no blocks to money. She was the first to say, I need money. That's the first thing I need. You can help me in these other ways, but I need money. And she had such an opening to receive money that, that she was able to raise money in a lot of different ways. And money came in a lot of different forms for her. And at the same time, she was working at a level of poverty that didn't allow like millions and millions of dollars to come into her foundations, her work. So, but it was still abundant. She helped millions of people and the, the legacy continues. There's a lot of people working in her name, doing the work on her behalf long since she's passed. She has a whole legacy that she's left behind around the humanitarian work and it's beautiful and if you ask any of them i'm sure they would say how can i so if you ask them how can i support you the first thing they would probably say is money make a donation so her path was meant to be meant to appear one more one of of lack and philanthropic humanitarian work so there was a constant raising of the money, fundraising, asking for money, that sort of thing. And that was her path. It was meant to be that way. And she paved a path for a lot of other people doing humanitarian work in one way or another. And it was purposeful. It was very purposeful. And what we learned in her doing her work in the way that she did it with with limited funds compared to some other examples, 
abundant but limited funds at the same time. So she had what she needed and she was taking care of it. There's always a bigger need than there was that she could serve us. It was, it was actually beautiful because the lesson we really learned was compassion. Deep compassion. And love, extending love and compassion. So that's one example when we look at a life that her life was meant to be that way. It was meant to be lived that way. She was meant to be that symbol of compassion in the world. And the money was meant to be at the level it was. It was purposeful. When we look at, let's say, Sir Richard Branson or Oprah or someone, Ellen DeGeneres, people that have millions of dollars, lots and lots of money flowing in, they are still generous in their donations. A lot of them have their own foundations or their own ways of, of giving back or, or giving, providing hand-ups hand in, in, in the world. And they're living a very different life. So some people are meant to live with an abundance of wealth or the appearance of wealth and other people are not. Whether that is meant for you or not, it's up to your, it's, it's in your heart. It's up to the divine within your heart to help you determine that. The challenge is with tools like the law of attraction and, and manifesting and all those kinds of things, which we use a lot in life by design, which is a purposeful stage. I'm not, not dissing one or the other. Life by default is living one way and, and we do that and a lot of people live asleep at the wheel and don't realize that they actually have the ability to create and that their life is actually a mirror manifestation of what's happening inside of them or what they haven't healed within them. And then life by divine is waking up and realizing, wow, I'm actually controlling. I have, I have more of an impact on my life than, than I realize and that my thoughts are actually creating my reality. That's where we wake up and realize that, that we have more of ability to to create a life that we love or create our misery and our pain. And that's, an, that's a purposeful stage. So the law of attraction works really well there. Not dissing the law of attraction. It works really well there for that stage. When you shift to life by divine, you need to let go of the law of attraction. You need to let go of a lot of your desires that you think in your head are what is meant to be on your path. That's where we get caught up and that's where the ego can use it as a point of weakness. When we think we should be living with millions and millions of dollars, but we're actually meant to be, so our soul script or our path is actually meant to be a certain amount less, then we'll have that discord, we'll have that disconnect. So what the mind thinks and what the heart knows is not in alignment, so there's going to be a gap. And in that gap, there'll be resistance. And a lot of people will look at that and judge it as a block. I must be blocking. I should be able to manifest millions of dollars because that's what the law of attraction teaches me. And I can't do it. Therefore, there must be a block. Well, what if you're not meant to manifest millions of dollars? What if you're meant to align with less? What if you're meant to live in abundance but not at the level that you think it should be? or that others teaching you to be, or what you want it to be even in your head. It's not about what we want in our heads anymore. It's about what we know in our hearts, 
what we know is purposeful because what we know in our hearts is actually serving everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once, including you. This is where we align with the divine plan for our life, the grand plan. And we say yes to play our part in whatever capacity. So if we're meant to have millions of dollars, like Sir Richard Branson and Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres, and we are generous from that place and we're able to give back and we're able to live extraordinary lives and at the same time have great impact, then that will be your path. That will be on your path. If you're meant to live somewhere in between that, maybe not to, to the millions, but hundreds of thousands, you're living a comfortable life and an extraordinary life the same, just the same, and you're aligned with that, then you'll actually feel great peace. You'll actually feel like you're living in alignment. And you'll be having a great impact. More money doesn't necessarily mean more impact. So it's about aligning with the path that you're meant to live and aligning with the amount of abundance that is meant to be on your path at this time. Instead of what you think it should be or think it shouldn't be, aligning with the true knowing in your heart, what it's meant to be. So this takes away that judgment that when you're trying to use the law of attraction in that life by design stage, when it's not working, that takes away that point of weakness in the way of judgment. So if you were to actually align with the amount of money you're meant to have and you were wide open to receive it, it would flow. It would be there with ease and grace. The challenge is, is that a lot of times we are blocking it or we think it should be different than it is. And in that believing that it should be different than it is, we're resisting what's present. When we resist what is, we cause pain and suffering. And that's a point of weakness and an opening for the ego to come in and judge. So the two reasons, you're either blocking it in some way or another, or it's not meant to be at this time, or it's not meant to be at the level that you think it should be. I remember when I had my, my studio still, and there was money coming in and I was making enough money to pay the bills and it was expensive to have a studio and to have the staff and everything that I had going on there. I wasn't paying myself. I never paid myself any salary or anything that whole time. And, but there was money flowing. There was a lot of money coming in, but a lot of money going out. It was like an even Steven game, money in, money out, money in, money out. And I never really made much money. And I actually, when I closed the studio, I had some debt that I had to pay off from it because I invested a lot in the studio and that was me kind of giving and giving and giving and giving and not being open to receive and not valuing myself and not valuing the not valuing enough to, to pay myself a salary or to even think about paying myself a salary. All through that time, I was doing a lot of self-sabotage and I didn't realize it, but it wasn't self-sabotage in the way of like nasty, mean self-sabotage. It was just I would invest. I would invest in another workshop. I would invest in another program. I would invest in this. I would buy this for the studio. There was a lot of money going out that didn't necessarily need to go out. And that was about discerning between what my head wanted 
or what I thought I should be doing or did not doing and what my heart wanted. So there was a real discernment there I had to practice. And I started to get more and more clear that the heart-led way was the better way because it was serving everyone, including me. And toward the end of the studio, I started to get more clear and, and I started to actually pull back from taking all of these extra workshops and doing this extra training and all that kind of stuff. So that was the shift for me. The one thing I recognized though, one of the blocks I had, which was really interesting around abundance was my, my reluctance or resistance to saying no to people. So most of my life, if I had money and someone asked me to lend the money, I would, I would lend it to them. And there was a lot of times I would lend money and I never got it back. And there's a lot of times I would lend money when I couldn't really afford to lend money, but I would say yes anyway. So when I started to look at my blocks to abundance, one interesting block I had, one belief I had, which was really curious, was it came in as a really clear message that when, if I had more money, I couldn't say no. I, I, I couldn't say no. I wasn't allowed to say no. If I could afford to, to lend somebody money, I, didn't, I couldn't say no. And, and that felt a real, that was a real interesting shift for me because I needed to, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't whether I wanted to lend money or not lend money. I had to really be obedient and follow my heart around it. So I became very obedient, obedient around spending, lending, gifting, and saving and listening to my heart more because the filter in my mind was really programmed for poverty consciousness and fear-based programming around money, worry about money, that sort of thing. So I started to shift into my heart and, and just asked to be guided from there. And actually at one point I, I offered over my bank account, I offered over all my money to spirit to guide me because I'm like the divine, like show me the way because I don't know how to do this thing because in my head I, I clearly don't have, I'm not equipped for, for abundance. And it started to shift a lot for me because I started to really trust my heart to lead me in the purchases and the lending and all of that stuff. And it really changed. It took the pressure off me to try and figure it out. And I actually experienced a lot more miracles and a lot more shifts. And that's where we actually turned our financial position totally upside down. We were um, $300,000 line of credit and debt. We had very little money coming in. And within six months, it all shifted and we, we became debt free. It was a wild miracle, but I share it in one of my books, Heart Led Living. But the, the shift that happened had to happen first within my mind because in that time I was really finding that way to live and breathe and feel abundance without the evidence needed in the, in the physical bank here on earth. I talk about my earth bank and my spiritual bank. Our spiritual banks are actually overflowing. It's our earth banks that have this evidence of what we believe and evidence of what's going on in our minds. But again, if we're not meant to have a huge amount, if we're not meant to have millions in the bank, we won't have millions in the bank. That's just the way it is. The one thing too I want to talk about before we end this episode, because I'm giving you a lot to, to, to marinate in, is when you have you're in that life by design and you're trying to manifest or you're trying to force or make something happen. We can do that, but not as easy as before. So things have shifted. We're all being called to live life by divine. So things have shifted. It's not as easy to manifest and to be in alignment with the law of attraction. 
And when people are trying to manifest and like, for examples, there's people that will manifest a, a lottery winning, but then a year later, they're actually just as broke or broker than they were before they won the lottery. That is again, because of that subconscious belief um, block that they don't deserve or they're not worthy or whatever it is, or they're uncomfortable with living in abundance because it's unfamiliar. So their set point for abundance is low and that was just too much of a stretch too quick and they end up sabotaging and spending all their money really quickly and falling back into that poverty consciousness. So there's a lot, there's a lot around money and I, I go on and on. <laughs> I would love to share all of it with you, but I can't possibly do that. We only have a short time here. But I do want you to be open to hearing what I said, taking what resonated, letting all the rest go, and integrating what you need to integrate right now. Taking a look at what you need to look at, how you need to look at it for yourself, and start there. If it's the Eagle Game of Opposites Money Edition, come join me. I would love to see you there. I would love to support you in that four-week program and the live masterclass. And, and actually give you the hands-on readings and intuitive readings and support around the ego game of opposites and helping you shine light on your, on your money blocks. That's part of it. If it's a book, if it's a podcast, whatever it is for you, follow and trust your intuition. It, that internal GPS will lead you to everything you need in the divine timing that you need it but you need to be willing, one, to say yes to heal, two, to become aware and start to shine light on those blind spots and start to become aware and be willing to do the work. You need to be willing to do the work. Unwinding from money is not a quick, easy thing. A lot of times, like I said, there's a bit of a rat's nest that, that requires some unwinding. I can definitely help you with that if you feel drawn to work with me. But and you can also do that on your own in different ways if that's what you're guided to do. So the important piece is, bottom line message, follow your heart, trust your intuition in everything you do, in every moment. If you do that, then you will have more clarity and you will live in alignment. And when you live in alignment, you will feel abundant. When, when you feel abundance, it's a state of being it's not, it's not your bank account. It's a state of being. And when you're in alignment with that state of being, your natural essence, abundance, you will experience more abundance in your life. So I hope today was helpful. I'd love to hear from you. And just let me know what stood out for you or what intrigues you or where your areas are, are that you're going to work on. And let's, let's, let me support you whatever way I could possibly support you because I would love to see you living with abundance more and more. I love you. I appreciate you. Until next week, namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue May. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.